Philippians 4, 44-47. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heights, hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Almighty God, you come to us and place within our hearts joy and peace. Let that be our Christmas gift. Amen. Cinnamon rolls. Yep, there you go, Dirk. Cinnamon rolls. They're one of my favorite desserts. I'm not talking about the cinnamon rolls that come out of a can that you hit on the side and lay down. I'm talking about those wonderful works of art that you make at home. There was a time in my life when I was thinner and younger, and I made bread. I made rolls, I made sweet bread, I made wheat bread, I made oat bread, and to the joy of my two boys, I made cinnamon rolls. There's something about cinnamon rolls that when you make lots of frosting and you pour it over the swirls and it sinks down in, good thing you all had something to eat just a minute ago, right? And it's just wonderful. There's no wrong way to eat a cinnamon roll, but there is really one good way to eat it. Now, when we go up to Stefan's on a birthday and they bring cinnamon rolls, I love it. Except for one thing. Somebody's trying to be nice to my shape, and they cut them in half. That ruins a cinnamon roll. Because with a cinnamon roll, you've got to unwind it, yeah? And you've got to take a bite, and you've got to unwind it some more. And then when you get right to that little bitty last bite, that's the best one. The very best one. So, the only thing that makes that last bite better is the cup of hot chocolate to go with it. So why am I talking about cinnamon rolls for Philippians 4, 44 to 47. Because if you add the verses in front of that and the verses behind it, those three or four verses right there in the middle are the center of the cinnamon roll of Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the light of God's goodness. It is right and good. Amen. Why is Paul writing about joy? He is in jail. 
He's writing from a prison cell. He's going to go before the courts. And they'll find out if he will be freed or if he will be killed. And in that face of death, Paul says, rejoice. So it's not a joy that we normally think of, you know, when we're happy about something. Beating a basketball team that you're not supposed to beat. That's a joy, right? But what is he rejoicing about? What's the cinnamon roll center? And that center is the Lord is near. The Lord's near in two ways. One, it's the God in Christ who has promised never to leave us or abandon us, who's close at hand, who says the Holy Spirit is there. So we as followers, the Philippians as followers of Paul and Jesus, rejoice. Not in that life is easy, but that God is near and God loves them. And the Holy Spirit makes it real. And the second part, just as important, is that the Lord is near in the prayers and the presence of other believers. Rejoice in the Lord. We are the body of Christ. Doesn't matter if times are good or if times are bad, because we are near to God, and God is nearer to us, and we as a people are the church. We're in the season of Advent, that season in the church year that basically very few people understand. Unless you're like me, a little bah humbug, and then you like Advent. It's a time of preparation, a time of knowing that God is coming, knowing that the Savior will return. Paul is sitting in prison, and the Philippians are being persecuted, and their promise is Christ shall return. Soon. A promise that God will make things right. A promise that those who have ignored God's word will see how important God is in the life of faith. He makes all things right. Not based in happiness but based in a faith that makes happiness happen. So what does it mean to say that God is near us, to say that we are near each other in faith? What does that mean? Does it mean we're talking about having compassion and loyalty and sharing, 
and harmony as a people of God? Does it mean that we're coming together to make deep friendships? Not a one-way street of friendship, but two ways, where there's mutual caring, loving, and the word he uses, and forbearance. It's an old word. It's a word that means to have patience, to have gentleness, to have tolerance, to have mercy with each other. It's not the lovey-dovey, fluffy stuff of friendship. This is the type of friendship where we walk through the muck of life and we see the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we still say, we are friends. We are friends in Christ. We are loved in Christ. We love each other. There is no escaping human sinfulness. There is no escaping that we do wrong things. There is no escaping the eye of sin. But there is Christ forbearance for each other. So out of that forbearance, we hold one another accountable In that forbearance, we gather together and we move forward in what is faithful actions of faith. It's in that that we make holy friends. And it's hard work. It's hard work. So what is there to rejoice in? We rejoice that God is near us. We rejoice that God has saved us. We rejoice that we have each other. Paul writes, Out of a prison cell, knowing that death is near, and he talks about the certainty of God with us. So the focus then, our focus, God's focus on us, our focus is on Christ. And in everything that we do, everything that we think, points to Christ. Paul says, let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. What he's talking about is as we focus on Christ, our actions, our lives, our thoughts are always on Christ. It changes who we are. We live in a certain way that only God wants us to be. Is it a problem only for the Philippians? No. It's a problem even today. And the answer is still the same. We focus on Christ. And the problems that we have are no longer center. But they are problems off to the side. 
It no longer dominates who we are. It only makes us focus on Christ all the more. So that's what overcomes our human differences. That's what overcomes our human problems. That is the focus of Christ. And in that, we rejoice. Amen.